You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. church more than one time a week. A little bit different. They're like, hey, I can't, I can't, I can't handle the milk. I need some meat. I need some meat. And so before I give you guys my title, I'm actually going to play a clip. I'm going to play one clip in this sermon. I've never done it before, and we'll see how it goes.
The title of my sermon tonight is Differently Gifted. Differently Gifted. You see, in my life, I've struggled with that. I've struggled with thinking of myself differently because I wasn't gifted the same way everybody else was. I struggled because I wasn't gifted like Pastor John. I wasn't gifted like Pastor Tom. I'm not gifted like Pastor Charles. I can't build everything in the world out of leather. I have no cool skills. I'm telling y'all, Charles can make anything out of leather. I'm coming to you guys tonight out of 1 Samuel 17. It's the story of David and Goliath, and we've all heard it preached. You don't have to be a Christian to know what the story is. But I want to just take a few snippets out of it and, and really speak into those. In 1 Samuel 17, 38 through 40, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put on a coat of honor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because it was not, he was not used to them. And then David said, I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took the staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of a shepherd bag, and with the sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Point number one is your gifting is enough. Your gifting is enough for God. Differently gifted is great because you're gifted to do something that nobody else here on earth is gifted to do. There are people that Pastor John can't reach. There are people that I can't reach. We got to do things differently. We got to be okay with, being, with accepting our giftings. God gave you a gift. Don't hide behind it because what people say about you, because how you look, because it's not sexy. Everybody wants the sexy gifting. We all want to be the worship leader. We all want to be the senior pastor. We all want to be the business owner. What, how has God gifted you? Don't rob yourself trying to be somebody else. You see, David knew a... Saul's armor is not cutting it. It's not cutting it. If, I, if I'm going to do what I know I got to do, I got to do it my way. I got to do it the way God's called me to do it. And everybody's always like, hey, why did he go down there with a sling? It's because if you read Judges, you know that David was surgical with the sling. It says that the Benjamites could cut a hair with a rock from a sling. I've tried to cut a hair with a rifle. It's hard. And it's got like fancy sights and scopes and, you know, ACOGs and all these things. You see, but I, I love this because David, David's a teenager at the time. And David's like, this ain't me. There's been times in my life where I, I should have known this ain't me. I'm going to get into those. <laughs> you see, but I love, I love David. David knows I have to roll on my own. And so he walks down there naked. No armor. You know, how, you know how Saul's like, may God be with you, which means we're burying this dude. <laughs> it's what it means. I'm guilty of this. I knew from a young age that I'm gifted. I'm just differently gifted. It's just I'm different. But I never accepted that. 
And so when I got into church and got saved and I started hearing sermons about we're all called, we're all gifted, we all have these gifts, I was like, okay, cool. I don't want to do the job I'm in anymore. And so what do I do? I go try to find a job that I'm not gifted in. I'm going to go into a career that I'm not gifted in. And I do the California thing. I'm going to get into mortgage and real estate. <laughs> I'm going to sell houses and, and write loans. Can y'all imagine me selling a home? You don't want me to sell you a home. Like, I'm just not, I'm not the guy. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, yo, do you want the house or not? You said you want a three-car garage. There might be termites. Yeah, but there's three-car garage. And I didn't realize, like, you have to sell the house to get paid. Bro, you're never going to make money. That's not my gifting. But I didn't like where God had me at the time, and so I decided I'm going to put on other people's giftings and other people's, other people's jobs because it looks good on them. It looks good on Jonathan Mack when he sells homes. It looks good on him, and so I'm going to steal his gifting instead of pressing into what God had for me. I'm going to try to do something that I'm not called to do. And when you're not called to do something, you step out, God's not going to bless it. Some of you guys are searching, hopping three or four or five jobs, and it's because God is saying, yo, I gifted you for something else. I gifted you to do something else. What are you doing? I'm not saying that you won't have some levels of success, but where God wants to take his church and where God wants to take his children, you have to operate in your gifting. But then A, oh, that didn't work out, obviously. And so I'm like, I'm going to do the next thing that everybody does. Maybe I'll be a life coach. Now listen to me about life coaches, okay? I love y'all. But you cannot be a 22-year-old life coach. Like, you have not lived any life. Like, bro, I am a grown man. There's nothing, I'm sorry. I, you just, there, like, what are we going to talk about? Your math class you took last year? Like, come on, bro. Like, I got real problems. And a life coach, oh, the life coach thing, like I went to a course and everything. And then I'm like, oh, that's not going to work out. So I'm going to do what, I'm going to be a Instagram influencer and put like cool posts up that I didn't even write, but it's my picture. Some of y'all up in here need to, uh, <laughs> don't make me get prophetic. Uh, you didn't write that. Abraham Lincoln wrote that. What are you doing? Yo, I know. Like, that's a part of, uh, that was wrote in 1864. That ain't, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, a, so I, I do all these weird things and I have all my, all the people who I allow speak in my life are like, bro, what are you doing? Like everybody that like I would allow to speak in the room is like, Jeff, bro, no, no. Tom is like, Tom Foster, my dude is like, bro, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing it, bro. 
and then I go do it, and I look like a clown. <laughs> like, it's, and I don't mean that in, like, a bad way. Like, I, I think that some people sometimes, like, we get stuck in situations or stuck in places, and we feel like God's not moving fast enough. And so we try to force his hand because God gave us a word that we're going to have generational wealth. So I, I have to do it in my own strength. He gave me the word, but hold up. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to bring God with me. I'm guilty of that. And so all this goes around. All this happens, and then there's a promotion coming on on my job. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit's like, Jeff, you're getting promoted at my real job, the one that I needed to pay the bills. <laughs> Sorry. And, and the Holy Spirit's like, you're getting promoted. So I go home and tell Glory, like, hey, I'm getting promoted. And then the promotion came and went, and it wasn't me. I was like, um, Holy Spirit, we're tight. Like, you're my dude. You never let me, like, you've never led me astray. What's going on here? And then God's like, you're going to go start a business. And you're going to start a business in the utility services. Y'all don't even know what that is. It's not sexy at all. It's completely a million miles away from white collar, what I was trying to do, where I thought God was calling me. I wanted to drive a BMW, and, and I, I didn't want to have any calluses on my hands. I wanted to sit in an office and, and be that guy. And God's like, no. I have gifted you in logistics. You're going to start a logistics company. And I start a logistics company. And I'm good at it. And I mean, I'm not, that's, not, that's not a brag. Like, I'm called, like, I, I have an ability to solve complex problems. I'm not like Rain Man. Like, that's, I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not like that. But I can solve problems. And so God's like, okay, cool. Now I can bless this because I called you to this. I gifted you for this. And I love it because it's not, it's not, it's not in my own strength. Like there's, I mean, I was faithful with when God was like, start a business. I was faithful. I did everything he said. But it was, that's like, that's where I'm gifted at. I'm gifted to wear work boots. I'm gifted to have calloused hands. Like that's my gifting. And the thing that people get, get confused about is they're like, if my gifting is blue collar, I'll never go anywhere. If, if, if my gifting involves a little bit of work, it's not really a gifting. It's not really a gifting if I got to get dirty. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. Last two weeks ago, I was sitting in a room with two owners of companies. One was worth 600 million and the other one was worth 800 million. And both of them were asking me for advice. That's what happens when you operate in your gifting and calling. I know there's people in here right now and you're like, yo, I'm gifted to bake cakes. Bake cakes. If you're gifted to barbecue, barbecue. If you're gifted to swim, swim. If you're gifted to write, write and see God bless it. See God bless it. God will put you in places. I called my wife after that meeting and I said, I, didn't, I did not belong in that meeting. And she said, yeah, you did. 
That's the type of situations God will put you in when you're operating your own calling. See, how did, how did David know that at 16? Like, I got to go my own way. I have a feeling like a lot of us today would be like, um, yo, I got to fight this dude. Saul's armor doesn't fit. I'm going to go around and see whose armor does. And I'm going to go around the room. Pastor John's armor doesn't fit me. Pastor Charles' armor didn't fit me. Pastor Tom's armor didn't fit me. We're waiting to do something that somebody else, that God is, God is saying, yo, don't let their gifting stop you from doing what I called you to do. Point two, I'm trying. Good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, uh, point two, the enemy will try to talk you out of who you are. 1 Samuel 17, 41 through 44 says, Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked at David over and saw he was more than, nothing more than a boy, glowing with health and a handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at with a stick? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I will give the flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Cool, great, awesome, Goliath. Listen, the Bible never says that Goliath fought anyone else. It says Goliath was a champion. What Goliath, his name means soothsayer. Someone who casts spells. So here's what happens in war in that time. They would send out their champion. Goliath would walk out there. And, and then what would happen is the other countries would be like, we have nobody to fight him. We're going to surrender. That's what would happen. That's what would happen. People would be like, ah, we're just, he's obviously going to best our best fighter. So we're just going to bow out. You know, and, and Goliath literally, his size was, for, was no good. It was worthless. I used to play sports. We would call guys like that big for nothing. <laughs> big for nothing. And the thing that gets me is, you know, theologians and scholars always argue, you know, what was the status of Goliath's health? Goliath was that big in those times. He had to have a problem. Was there a problem with his pituitary gland? Did he have too much HGH? And they actually, some believe he was blind. Some people believe that's why he had an armor bearer in front of him, because some people believe he was blind. And it's amazing to me that it will always be somebody with no vision telling you you can't do something. Like, literally, the dude can't see. That's, that's why they say he was, like, screaming, send me somebody, send me somebody. If you were standing in front of him, he couldn't see you. He was like, and that's how the devil operates. The devil props himself up like he's this big, bad champion. And then he tells you not to do something. He tells you to step out of your calling. And you're like, all right, cool, we're good. That's what actually happens. This one's gonna, this one's gonna be good. <laughs> this one's gonna be good. You know what Goliath sounds like when you're trying to step in your calling? It sounds like this. You never graduated from college. You didn't graduate from high school. You've started three other businesses. You can't even get your marriage right. You're a terrible father. Now just, hey, hey, you're a terrible dad. Just go be away from your kids more. Just go be away from your kids more. He says, you're weak. Hey, oh, you're too old to start a business. You're too old to step into the, gifting and the giftings and the calling that God has on your life. You're too old for that. You know, I, this, is, this is a problem with me. I, when David is, goes to the battle, we all know the story. I'm not going to dumb it down. David 
goes to the battle and his brothers are like, basically, I'm paraphrasing, yo, go home. Get out of here. David, if David beat Goliath, his whole family would never have to pay taxes again. His whole family. And it's amazing how the people you're going to bring breakthrough to came in, amen, or agree with you. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set this whole family free. I'm going to set it off for all of us. And everybody's like, oh, no, dude, just go home. Go home. That's why now you got to be, I've learned, I've got a little older. I've learned that I got to be careful with who I talk to. I got to be careful who I share my dreams with. I got to be careful who I share my visions with. I got to be careful what, when God gives me a word, I'm super quick to just, I'm going to hold that tight. I'm going to tell, I'm going to call three people. Pastor John, Pastor Tom, Pastor Charles, and I'm probably going to roll over my, my wife and look at her and say, yo, does this sound crazy? I'm like, we good? We good? Okay. Because I don't need anybody's disbelief telling me that God can't do something. Like, don't, 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 don't put your limiting beliefs on me. Don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't need your personal experiences. Have you sowed the way I've sowed? Have you been in the field with me? Have you been here serving consistently? If you ain't been doing it, don't talk to me about how God can move. If you ain't laid down your life for the calling of God on your life, don't talk to me. I see Bruce Denham over there. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce owns a jet ski company. And it is, this is just a shameless plug right here. It is the greatest experience to go out with them on the ocean. If you want to do it, please get with them. I saw, Bruce, what's up, man? I just saw you over there. I had to, I went out on the 4th of July with them and it was an amazing experience. All right, back to the word. Sorry. I just saw my man over there. You got to be careful when your friends and family start to sound like Goliath. You got to be careful when it's the people close to you. You got to be careful when it's somebody you love telling you you shouldn't do something and you know that you know that you know God's put it on your heart. Because what that is, is that's the devil trying to sow seeds of the vision. Some people are not mature enough to hear what God's about to do in your life because they're, they're listening to the news. They're on CNN. They're on all these news networks that say doom and gloom. I got to tell y'all, my business took off in COVID. Like in COVID. When the world was shutting down, God was, shut, God was showing up. He was like, COVID took some of those other businesses out. I'm going to give you their contracts. You know, the, point three is it's not about just about you. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 says, each of you should use whatever gift you received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so. One who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I love movies about bombs. It's a movie series. I'm going to talk about bombs for a second. I, I really do. I love the movie where the guy has to run over and he's got to 
stop the bomb from going off before uh, they blow up a building, and it's always unrealistic, and <laughs> they always cut the right wire, and uh, I've done a little research. The wires aren't always black and red or green and red. Like the wires could be in a million colors. There could be pressure plates. There could be all these things, but it's Hollywood. And you always know, like, Tom Cruise is going to get there. Like, he's going to get there in time. It should be mission possible, not mission impossible. Tom Cruise is always there. Scientology, make sure he's always there. I'm finishing up, I'm finishing up. But I do love the movies about bombs because the person that puts the bomb down is always looking for a secondary explosion. They always strap a bomb to a propane tank or strap a bomb to a, to a, fuel, uh, a, f- a fuel tank. They always strap a bomb to something that's gonna be a secondary hazard. What this verse tells me is we are all potential. Some kinetic, some potential. We all, we all have energy. We all, we all, we are all set meant to, to do something with our callings and our gifts. And here, when, it, when we talk about it not being about you, when you decide that you're going to detonate, when you decide that you're going to step into who God's called you to be and stop walking, start walking in your gifting, you are going to set other people off. You are going to, people are going to see you and get hope. People are going to see you and start thinking like, if Jeff Forbes did it, I can do it. If Charles Fuller and the Tessa Fuller brought a house, I can do it. If they stayed married for 35 years, I know we're struggling, but I can do it. Our callings, our giftings, they're for more than us. Everything I do, every decision I make, I'm doing it because I know that it's going to impact somebody else. When God gave me the vision for this business, he's like, it's not going to be your business. You're going to employ a ton of people and you're going to help a ton of families. You're going to do all these things, but as long as you remember, it's your gifting, but it's my business. We cannot shrink back. We cannot try to wear somebody else's gifting because God has called you to impact people through your gifting. I had a person prophesy over me. They were like, Jeff, you're in the utility. You're supposed to be the light there. The industry I'm in is riddled with divorce. You're going to change the industry. How do you change the industry? Not stepping into your calling and gifting. Some of y'all are meant to change food service. Hey, you might be flipping burgers right now, but next week is the price. Kanye. I'm serious. Right now, you may be a, you may be the best, jan- you may mop a floor the best. See if God won't show you how to start a janitorial company and you start winning contracts downtown. Differently gifted. We're all gifted. It's just different. Find your gifting. And yeah, the world's like, there are some giftings that are cooler than others. Not to God. Not to God. I love Evelyn over there. She's like a little sister to me. 
she is gifted to sing. And she brings, she brings a voice, she brings heaven to earth every time she's up here. And there are times I've thought, man, whew, I'd love to be able to sing like that. Well, not in those tones or pitch or whatever, but you know what I'm saying. But her gifting in here is no different than the gifting I have on a construction site. I can bring heaven to earth wherever I'm at. It doesn't matter. Some people are waiting for position. God said, I've already put you where you're supposed to be. I can imagine David just looking at his hand, like, I guess it's just me and this leather and these five rocks. And God's like, that's enough. What you have on the inside of you is enough for you and your family and future generations. They say a business has to make it three generations and the family will have wealth forever. Three generations. That's not that many. I got, I got a daughter that's seven right now. If I turn over to her when she's 30, and then her daughter, that's 60 years from now, my family could have wealth forever. But it takes somebody willing to utilize their calling, their giftings, no matter what they say. Dude, I, listen, I walk in places sometimes dirty, disheveled, and people are like, yo, what's wrong with that dude? But I'm like, hey, <laughs> God's blessed it. And it provides for my family in a way that I never could. Do yourself a favor. Look to your right and your left right now. You're doing it for them. Because if everybody in this room right now just does what their gifting is, the world and the church are gonna look a whole lot different. I, I sometimes the guys are like, bro, I wanna be like you. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, I don't want you to be like me. Be better, operate in your gifting. Don't be like me. And I was, gu I was guilty of it. I used to, I used to, I mean, I used to follow Colin Higginbottom around like, bro, in five years, I'm gonna be you. And he's like, be better. Be better. Pastor John, I, one of the first times I met Pastor John, I said, bro, I want to be just like you. He just kind of laughed and was like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. That's because I had been saved for like 10 minutes. Um, Right now, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm in like this. There are people in here right now that you know you're gifted in an area and the devil has talked you out of your gifting. He's told you if you're not gifted like them, your gift doesn't matter. Some of y'all in here are afraid to, to step out in your gifting because what are your friends gonna say? What's your family gonna say? God's like, they, it doesn't matter. God loves you, don't matter what they say. If God tells you to do something, do it. So right now, everybody just please stand to your feet. And right now, I'm gonna pray over everybody. I'm gonna pray that God shows you what your gifting are, gifting is. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pass it back over to Pastor John because I feel like there's some ministry in here that needs to happen. I feel like there's been some limiting belief systems and some, some generational curses that I think that we need to unlock tonight, but, but Pastor John is more equipped to do that than I am. So right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to pray. And, and if, if you know that you've been, you've been playing it safe, if you know that God has put something on your heart, you've been afraid to do it, I want you to raise your hand, and we're going to have everybody around you pray for you. We're going to have everybody around you lift you up and believe with you and know that, that your gifting is going to set other people free. Your gifting is about to push people over the edge into the breakthrough they deserve.
So right now, Heavenly Father, in your name, I declare giftings being unlocked, God. I declare callings being unlocked. I declare people going to the next level, God. God, I declare that we, we silence those voices. I declare that we silence the devil right now when these people go to another level. I declare right now that I see businesses popping up all over San Diego County. I see businesses right now. Actually, I see children. I see children. I see the doctor told you you couldn't have a family, and it is your desire to be a, to be a mother. I see, I see chains breaking right now in Jesus' name. I see new callings. Actually, I see, actually, I see a broom right now. I see a broom right now, and it's sweeping, a, it's sweeping a floor. And as every sweep of the broom, you see a beautiful floor. That's what God's doing right now. He's unlocking giftings that you buried. He's unlocking giftings right now. So, Heavenly Father, I declare right now in, in your name, got a new level. In your name, breakthrough in Jesus' name. I declare right now that you are set free in Jesus' name, that you can operate in your calling outside, outside of human limitation. Outside of human limitation, I say right now you're going to a new level. Breakthrough is coming. If you believe it, God is, God, is, God, is, God is a good God, and breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming, and actually by you making a decision tonight, you are the person that is going to stop and break a generational curse right now in Jesus' name. I bind right now the spirit of poverty. I bind right now the spirit of poverty. I, I declare abundance in Jesus' name. I declare abundance in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.